Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Path Worth Taking, the podcast where we talk honestly about people, I guess. Today, I have Nick Sose, the jack of all trades, the man who can do anything, one of the most capable people I have ever met in my life. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing good. I'm doing great. I'm super excited to have you here. Um, So the relationship I have with Nick that originally started was when I was in the ninth grade, you were the spirit director of the school with Luke McLaren. And you drove the coolest van I had ever seen in my whole life. I appreciate it. And realistically, have been a huge inspiration in my life. And seeing how you live your life, how you grab a hold of anything that you're taking on, do it with your whole heart, and get shit done. Um, yeah. I love to just pump my guests up the first thing when they oh, get here. So, you, you know, that's, it's very <laughs> really kind. No, I appreciate that. That's... So we were, we were just talking earlier and we were talking tree planting. I didn't even think about it. It's like we could do an entire podcast on tree planting. Oh, yeah. We planted a couple of trees. Plant, planted a couple of trees. And I imagine I'll probably have more and more tree planters come on and on. And then there might be there might be a market out there for a tree planting podcast. Who knows? Really? Oh, oh, for sure. So, yeah. Um, tell me about uh, Ravenwood silviculture. Silver what you're into right now. Right. So that's who I've been planting with for the past two years in New Brunswick. Mm. I'd say they're one of the, I'd say they are the good tree planting company to go with in New Brunswick. Yeah. Fuck Irving. Oh, I know, right? There's a slander. Irving, come at me. Oh, yeah. My (laughs) first year in New Brunswick, Irving is who I planted for because I I wanted to plant trees, but I didn't want to go all the way out west. So that's who you think is the only option. Yep. And they were paying, get this, six cents a tree. Six, yeah. That might not mean anything to a lot of people, but that's like, what do you get paid out west? Uh, you can get paid around 16, 18, 19 cents a tree on the higher end of things. Yeah, exactly. So we're getting paid like a half to a quarter of what you should be getting paid. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. But now with Ravenwood, if anyone wants to come plant trees, that's great. You're getting <laughs> hey. 11 to 16 cents a tree, so... Life is good now. Yeah, yeah. I'm really happy to see that in New Brunswick. I mean, Garrett, Garrett, who like I traveled with all the time. His girlfriend actually made this, uh, and he was he was alongside me for the first. He was going to originally be the co-host on the podcast as we oh, were because right he was traveling with me and it was out of the van. Man, the van was so sick that I had bought, which was like also somewhat inspired by you because oh, seeing the van yeah. and I was like, oh, vans are so cool. Yeah. But uh, it had the four captain swivel chairs, oh, so yeah. it's like they all rotated and faced the middle. And I had this little table in the middle that just had the mics on it. And Garrett was going to sit next to me. Mm. And the idea for the podcast at the time was actually that I was going to sit in the back side, And the camera was going to face out towards the guest. And the guest was going to be in the driver's seat. Mm. And whoever they wanted to bring with them excuse me, was going to be uh, in the passenger seat. And then Garrett and I were going to be back on this side. Right. So it was going to be either – oh, no, no. It was going to be – yeah, okay. I wanted to think of both options. It was going to be either a video of them or they could have the video of us. It was like the choice of like, do you want the podcast to be focused on you or do you want it to be focused on the other side and just have the talk? Because I also wanted like to give people the option of like anonymity as well. Oh, for sure. So like I wanted people to be able to come on and just say whatever the hell they wanted to like get a little unhinged if they wanted and if they please. But yeah, yeah. I know you're a very unhinged man. So (laughs) exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> cheers cheers to that so earlier as well we were talking about um life <laughs> yeah money you do life too eh? i do yeah. life yeah yeah, yeah. taking in life 
<laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been partaking since day one, really. Yeah, really, yeah, no choice, no choice. <laughs> I'm, I'm an OG of life, if you will. <laughs> um, there's a common theme amongst of the world, and mm. it's the idea of, and so many people battle the idea openly too, like, oh, you don't need to go to school and get a job and do mm. this, and everybody will say that, but what happens is you're, like to 95% of the people is you're 17, you're coming out of high school, everybody you know is going to university, every influence you have in your life is telling you, you should go and do this thing. Mm. And we both discussed a, a common fear from that thing that uh, I, I thought you were speaking like really well on. So uh, I'd like to hear your perspective on that. Right. I guess I'll just, uh, I think it was with one of my first jobs, I realized where I didn't like the idea of feeling like, like once you're, once you're at a job, you're moving up the ladder, you're gaining experience and then you don't want to leave that. So that's kind of one of the things that really shows where my life went right from the get go coming out of high school, university just didn't make sense for that reason. I was scared that once I got a regular career job, I would be stuck in that job forever mm -hmm. and essentially scared to get out of that job because, well, I've just, I've just gained 10 years experience in that field. Mm -hmm. And what mm -hmm. happens when I come out and I'm starting from square zero. So yeah. Yeah. I would say, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. The, the get into a job, get the degree or get the degree, get into the job. And then being faced with, oh, the rational life decision is now to stay in this position. It is now to, this job makes the most money. Oh man, I'm fearful of going back to start a new thing because I've already put so much time and effort into this thing that I have built up. Now it's like, oh man, what am I going to do about that? That fear, oh my God, man. Exactly. It's like, I was in, I was in Atticadia University and I went, I did biology for a year. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do biology. I don't want to be a doctor. I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. I'll try engineering. Dad's a survey. I'll be able to go and I'll, I could just take over dad's company. Yeah. Engineering for a year and a half. Fuck, I don't want to do this either, yeah. man. It's like, oh, it's like the, the process of like getting into the job. It's like, I don't know. There's so much weight of like, uh, this is the thing I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. That's, mm -hmm. that's the thing that I find flawed. It's like, yeah. There's this, there's always this idea that we're going to be going into a thing and it's like, oh fuck, this is it for the rest of the life, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I think that that's one of the biggest challenges. I think if you really know what you want to do, mm -hmm. then you don't have that issue because when well, you get into the job that you love and why would you even think of leaving it? Because you love yeah, it. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's scary for everyone who doesn't know what it is they love yet because how do you just commit to something forever if you don't know what you want to do? So that's, so I guess that's uh, step one is figure out what you want to do. Figuring out what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Figuring out what you want to do. Yeah. Which I guess is that's, that's why either of us don't want to get into a career. Either of us know what we want to do yet. No, you know? no, yeah. no, no, no. There's, I mean, there's still a million things I want to try and look around and, and, and at least take a, a like an honest shot at before I settle the down. Oh, into, for sure. Yeah. And, and also like, I don't want to, because like there's such a fucking thing too where people are like oh don't live the nine to five blah, 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 yeah. blah. it's like it's like fucking live the life that makes you happy like if you can live a life that makes you happy you're fucking doing fantastic oh that's all exactly like 100%. I, I don't mean to hate on that by any means it's like some things are for some people some things aren't and hell it might even fucking be for me oh. at the end of the day i don't really know oh for sure i wonder all the time because i'm 
Like, I work so hard to not work nine to five. (laughs) (laughs) I work, like, like, wake up at, like, 4 a.m., come home at, like, 7 p.m., work on the weekends doing all of this. And I'm like, well, at least I'm not working. (laughs) Working working 4 a.m. to this. So I see my friends and, like, that are in that career path where they have a a standard nine to five and they get off work and they go have a beer. They hang out on the weekends. And it's like, that seems so foreign to me and sometimes I wonder it's like wait a minute like how hard am I working to not work like (laughs) but I haven't ever put much thought into into that before yeah how how hard am I working to not work is that not what like what we're always doing yeah yeah exactly weird weird dude but yeah yeah that's that's another thing that I always kind of catch myself thinking about sometimes oh geez like I have this picture of like oh yeah I'll work really 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 hard right now yeah so that later in life I can really do whatever I want when I want yeah and have some more freedom but then I realize like I've been doing this work really hard thing for a long time and it's like at what age am I going to say like now I can actually start my real life that like my real life is just what I'm doing right now. Yeah, like the that's like a, it sounds like a like a mindfulness kind of kind of practice touch thing where it's yeah. like because like I'm very much a, a big like work when you work live when you live kind of kind of yeah. thing like like but that also like re- like working hard and 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 putting in my hours and like the long hours and the grind is also something that I do enjoy. Like I, I, I'm not in a bad mood. Like I'm not, I'm not crusty. Like no. when I'm, when I'm working hard, it's like, I enjoy doing that hard work. And I do believe it to be like pretty, a, a, a big transferable skill yeah. of like being able to put your head down and grind and still enjoy it while you're doing it. But I also very much see and like touch the idea of like, at what point, like does the separation between work and life become it's like, oh, well, this is the whole thing's life, you know? Yeah. It's like, I'm not just working to live, but I'm also like living while I work. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's a big thing of like, I might have in my head these ideas of what I want to do. It's like, oh, I want to work really hard now. So that in the future, I can just like go get a beer with my friends whenever I want. I can go do this, go do that. But it's like, the reality is, it's like, is that just what I think I want? Or is that <laughs> what I actually want? Because there's really nothing stopping me from right now from just well let's get to the bottom of it like just just doing that so i think the conclusion i come to a lot is i just like working (laughs) (laughs) i like working too yeah exactly i i I think it's fun i think that there there is something like brought by an honest good hard job like hard work and like i really like tangible results yeah like doing a piece of work that like at the end of the day i can go and be like oh that's what I did. Yeah. I can see the progress of a progress of a thing I did. Like I think it's pretty pretty like natural too to like enjoy seeing the progression of things, I yeah. guess. And also I just want to talk on something before our viewers say, Hey, wait a minute. Didn't you guys just say five minutes ago that you guys are terrified of getting into a job and working? So I'll clarify that I love physical work. Like yes. I do tree planting and all like I'll put on a heavy pack and carry trees where they need to go all day. And it'll be so much physical work, but I love doing that kind of work all day. But when when I was in school, for example, and I needed to write a report or do something, that type of work, it just stressed me out. I hated it. I felt like, like I'm not 
I don't know enough about this to be doing this. So it's like, I don't feel oh, yeah. like you don't, you, you just don't, you, I guess it comes down to confidence. It's like, I didn't have any confidence in doing that. So yeah. it's just pure stress. And that's what it's like with many jobs that I've worked that aren't physical labor. The so, so I guess I'll, I'll clarify that I still am scared of work. Just not physical work. <laughs> I love physical work. Physical, physical work's fantastic. Exactly. It's, it's awesome. Um, it was really, it was really interesting in a few of the things you said there. Mm. Um, the stress, first of all, I don't think anybody, I, I'm convinced at this point, nobody really knows as much as they say they do in the work world. 100%. It's like 95% just convincing people you know stuff, which frustrates the hell out of me because I'm a smooth enough talker that I could convince a bunch of people I know shit, but I don't want to do that. Mm. I don't want to run around and convince people that I know a bunch of stuff that I don't. But then when I'm in the work world, I run into people who do things that way that I recognize. And I can't call bullshit on because I don't have the actual confidence in what I'm saying or doing to call bullshit on somebody because I guess I don't fully know if they're just saying it and playing the role of like, oh, yeah, or if they actually know. Yeah, exactly. I also find... um, what you had described reminded me of imposter syndrome, mm. which is a thing that like, it doesn't matter how many good, amazing things I accomplish in my life. I, well, with therapy and stuff, things help. Mm. I will always hold respect to it. And my sister talks about this too. She just got into med school and mm. she's like, I'm not in med school. It's like, we have that tendency of like where we're at, what we're doing to be like, no, 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 this isn't, this isn't it. This isn't like, I'm this, this, like, this isn't, this isn't a, a product of me. This is like, a, no, no, you know? No, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, something like med school like that. It's on such a, such a pedestal of being such a challenging and prestigious thing. Yeah. That it's like, once you're there, it's hard to visualize that you're like, oh, I'm the person that I was looking up to this whole time. Yeah, you're yeah. Like, like, no, I can't be that. Like, how <laughs> I, like, yeah, so it, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to give yourself the credit that is due. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta be nicer to ourselves, man. Oh, for sure. <laughs> In general, I think that's kind of like a like a a byproduct of the hustle culture mm. of the world. Of like, if you're not fucking tearing yourself oh, down, yeah. then you're not building yourself up, buddy. Oh, 100%. Like, it's like such a such a strange thing. I don't know. I t- I totally believe that. Like, if everybody looked after themselves fully, honestly, 100% first. Not only would there be like more good people in the world, mm. but I also think that when people were having hard times, like access to help would be more accessible. Oh, definitely. Because like when you feel good, I believe this as a person, when a person feels good, they're more likely to help others. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think that as it stands, like we're all pretty busy. It's hard to have enough time to take care of yourself. And like, yeah. like obviously this has been said before, it's no, we're like, you can't look after someone else till you look after yourself. But yeah. I think that if everyone had more time in the day or a better breakup of the time, like you imagine waking up at a reasonable time, having enough time to eat a breakfast you want, yeah. go to work or whatever, do this, that, but not have every minute of the day be a frantic race to get to the next thing. You're always late. It's yeah. like, like, that's not sustainable at all. So yeah, no. having more time mm-hmm. to do things that are, are I like uh, I like the word sustainable. Sustainable. Pace. Sustainable. Yeah, exactly. Sustainable yeah. is is something like, like uh, obviously in the state of the world, sustainability is a huge. Not yeah. to get political or anything, yeah, but exactly. like it, it's a huge thing. But like I really like diving into like 
the words like uh, like efficient, sustainable, yeah. and like looking deeper into them to be like, okay, well, if we were all running on the same definition of this word, what would that definition be? And I look at sustainable and I'm like, sustainable is a thing that it would be like almost a perpetual motion machine, something mm-hmm. that would continuously go forever. So it's a thing that however much energy you put into it is how much energy you get out of it. Yeah. So like a sustainable life to me would be something that like, yeah, you put in the energy of making your bed, working out, making good food, but you get it all back through the energy of, I feel good. The environment around me is clean. I love my life because I'm doing the things that a person who loves their life does. Exactly. So I really like the the use of sustainable in, in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I hope I get there. Yeah, I get there, <laughs> dude. I've been I've been trying some things of like uh, habit building and stuff like that. Mm. I don't know if you've ever heard of Atomic Habits. No, no. It's like a a book a guy wrote, and basically it's like we are so much more a product of our environment than anything else. And he breaks down like a few like of the key things of like habits, mm. and it's like cue craving response reward is like the habit loop. So it's like a cue your phone vibrates craving check the message see who it is. Mm response check your phone reward know who texted you right and so it's also like comes in with like dopamine spikes and stuff too Mm -hmm. so like a drug addict gets a dopamine spike when they see the drug Mm -hmm. not when they do it it's like the craving so the cue craving response reward so it's like in the atomic habits thing he's like so if you set up the cue you'll get the craving you just need to make the craving attractive so it's like kind of a perspective thing it's like what i've been doing recently is the way I have things set up in my, like, upstairs is, like, my bathroom is here, and then down the hall is, like, the little workout room, and then my room's right here. So in the morning, I get up and go to the bathroom. But what I do is the night before, I take a chair, and I put my workout clothes and my journal, and I put it on a, on the chair, and I just put it in the door mm. open. So when I come out of the bathroom in the morning, I see it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, right. And I hop in there. And then I'm in there, and then it's like, okay, well, now that I'm here, I'll do my meditation, do my journal, do my quick little workout. And then I'll pop on downstairs. Mm. So it's like the the. I feel like uh, it's a very hard thing to do, to change your life to live in a way that is positive. But I think that there's like ways to do it, things you can implement to make it a little bit easier. Oh yeah, there's so many things like that that, like really simple things. Almost I make mean, a huge difference in my day is just literally if I like. After my day's done, if I refill my four liter water bottle, yes, the night of, and you, then you, I gotta, did, you gotta bag up your trees exactly, before you take your break. Exactly, that <laughs> all, all wet and exactly, but it makes such a big difference in the morning <laughs> that you have. Like if you lay out your your clothes for the next day, do all of those little things. Like mm-hmm. you can just wake up and you don't have that franticness right in the morning. You yeah. just like know what you got to do. And yeah, it's ready to go. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. I was a little frantic this morning. Oh, yeah. It, it, it happens. But that's the thing. It's You got to prepare as best as you can because it doesn't matter what you do. There's going to be some chaos. <laughs> you got to at least give yourself the best chance possible. Yeah. yeah. Giving yourself the best chance possible in this chaos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I ran away with the atomic habits thought. That, that I'm so interested in it. In the, like, atomic habits and how much of, like us we are that is like just influence mm. if, that, if that makes sense and like sure. i know a lot of people would kind of start to shy away at that um just by the nature of like you know being a person and asking the questions of like oh who are we what are we you know mm. and all that stuff 
but yeah. So I'm really interested in the idea of like people being more similar than they are separate, and the biggest separator of the things being like the environment that they've existed in for their lives. Mm, definitely. It's like yeah. yeah. I like to think everybody's kind of kind of the same deep down. Oh, I, I imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be a pretty good time to break out one of these cards. Yeah, for sure. I got these cards from yesterday, which is uh, one of my biggest inspirations. I'm going to go over some inspirations for this, actually, right now, real quick. My inspirations for it are Yes Theory. Um, fantastic guys. Check out their YouTube channel. They uh, believe that the things in life that are really worth it are just on the other side of discomfort. Some of these cards will talk about that. Another one is... Uh, Campbell Walker, Struthless, on YouTube as well. He's fantastic. Your head is a houseboat. One second, I'm going to run and grab that. <laughs> Campbell, Campbell Walker, made this book, Your Head is a Houseboat, Chaotic Guide to Mental Clarity. It's fantastic. Another huge inspiration for this. And if you can't tell by this art, artwork, have you ever seen... Uh, what is it? Uh, the Midnight Gospel by Duncan Trussell. That's the last inspiration for that. Alice kind of made that art based off that, and it's, yeah, I like it quite a bit. Find any good ones? Uh, I'll, let, I'll let you maybe try and pick one. Okay. It's hard when you're looking at the questions yourself, it's too easy to just flip past them. Yeah, I'm just, gonna, I mean? I'm just gonna flip one. And if, if I really don't have an answer, then we'll move on, but obviously, we'll, I'll give it my best shot. Okay. When was the last time you felt truly alive? Truly alive. I think that it was, um, actually, I'm just going to say that this is a time that I can think of recently that I felt truly alive. Because there's okay. probably many little times that just don't pop in my head. Yeah, yeah. But this was a couple of weeks ago. We were planning a PEI. And um, this was a, a, a block that had no road access. Cool. So it was like the one I was telling you about. That was long. But yeah. This one, yeah, it was about, it had to be about a kilometer in, and um, all the planners were in there planning, and all I was doing was I was bringing the trees to them, put on this big, like, 70 pound backpack and doing that all day. But it was the last day there, and it had to get done, and it was late at night, and it was crazy thunder, lightning, rain. Like, it was like. You guys raining. were still planting? We were still planting, and I was just going yeah. along with that. Just, um, I just had um, uh, the River Driver, yeah, uh, Great Big Sea version playing on your feet <laughs> on my phone and it's like an old like almost like sea shanty you know yeah. just singing that like in the rain with that and that was a lot of fun i really love that yeah that's awesome and it just man. Like, like i guess i i i guess what made you feel alive is every time you did that like every step felt like a rep and you get to the end and you're like i can't do this again but you would just kind of like sing to the song and just keep trucking and it got yep. to a point where you just felt like unstoppable so yeah that would definitely be it Sounds uh, very committed to the moment. Committed to the moment, for sure. Uh, it's something makes it easier about when, when you're outside working and then it rains to the point where you don't even have to worry anymore. Like, oh, no, it's raining. You it's can't like, get any more wet than wet. You're, yeah, you're, you're, like, you might as well be in a shower. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's fun. Yeah, yeah, I love rain days. Oh, yeah. I love rain days. Uh, last time you, I truly felt alive, um, I was... Uh, Hmm. I'm like uh, trying to go in reverse chronological chronological order from this moment to find a <laughs> yeah. time that I felt alive. It's like I, I do feel alive most of the time. I don't feel that, but uh 
True South Wales. Hmm. I either at the the Holy Wally, the the Holy Bowly playing pinball because oh. I I I got into pinball recently, and it was the first time I got uh, enough. Like, yeah, pinball. Pinball, right? On. Pinball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was the first time I got enough points to get a free game. It was like two hundred. Mm-hmm. I've been playing the WWE one. It's fucking sweet. You put a quarter in, and it's and it, it says hit him again. And I, every, I'm like, I put four quarters in. And I'm just like hit him again, hit him again. Get, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, brother. Hulk Hogan's on it, like right big in the oh, center. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and I got enough points to get a free game because it's like you need 245 million points to get a free game. And the leaderboard is uh, like 800 million. What about that works down to there's only one name on there that isn't like already preset. And they're at like 286 million or something. And the reset or the free game was at 245 million. Mm. And I made it to like 282 million, like just shy of the leaderboard. But I remember being so fucking stoked. But you'll so. be on there eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I you, plan on, I you plan on being on there. You're on there. No, I'm not no. asking that. <laughs> you won't stop until you're on there. <laughs> Yo, you're right. You're right. I've been, I've been getting quarters from the Irving nonstop. Yeah, just to go. <laughs> no, pinball's fun. I haven't played it for a while, but back. My aunt thought a cottage that when we were kids, we would go to this little ice cream store nearby and they had a pinball machine. And yeah. we'd always rock it until we're on the leaderboards. And then every winter when it closes, they would unplug it. No. <laughs> so it's like, like we'd show up, and they'd be like little eight-year-olds, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll take a, a vanilla scoop and you get there. Like, all right, another day of the job. <laughs> Time to get back on this leaderboard. Start, yeah. start grinding at it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my initials don't fit in uh, those leaderboard things, but my no. name does. Yeah, so that's even better. It's way better. Yeah. DRU fits right in, but D E J G doesn't. So mm. Yeah, you got two middle names or two last names? Two mi- two middle names. Two, two, two middle names. Two middle yes. Names. After my dad and my uncle, Edward mm. Jarrett. I got Paul Joseph. Paul Joseph, no yeah. way. Yeah. But Paul is your dad and Yeah. And I think Joseph is just chosen. <laughs> <laughs> All names are chosen, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Paul's was just chosen before it was before, chosen. Yeah, for, at some point. It has to have just been picked. So I mean, like, yeah. I, I learned that the name Tyler, yeah. like you know, like Smiths are like blacksmiths and stuff. Mm. Tyler's were like people who just laid tiles. Oh, Tyler's. <laughs> yeah. right They're on. just straight up Tyler's. Associate, my last name has to be making sauce. <laughs> it's, it's make sauce. Whipping yeah. it up in the kitchen, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're Gimons, which are. Actually, there's a funny, like, along the way, uh, uh, Guimans, like, with the French and English thing that went down in Ecadien and, like, the English moved in and everything, mm. the doctors at the time were all English. So if you, like, were having a kid or a baby, it was, like, the notes and everything were written in English. So there's, like, a, a break in my lineage where it's, like, you go from Guimans to Jimmos. Because they were just like they were just like talking. And was, it was like that was their best guess at what that yeah that was pronounced. Yeah, they're like oh gimo, and they're like fucking, and then they ask how to spell it, and in French it's like J and G yeah. are the so Jimmo J J J or J, whatever it is, but yeah. it's like you end up with the other one, so J and J I M M O. I I don't I I see Jimmos around every now and then, like on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And I'm like, I wonder if they know. I know. <laughs> Do I tell them, or is it just going to like make them feel like, wow, my last name's a defect? <laughs> you got, you got the the top class email. Yeah, I got, I got the OG one. You guys got the ones that the doctors messed up. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to come out at them with that kind of energy too much. Yeah, so exactly. Like, <laughs> you just want to be like, fun fact, just putting it out there. Not, good, not bad, just saying. <laughs> 
Um, uh, uh, you you sold the house, eh? You bought and sold the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, holy whoa. shit! <laughs> yeah, no. did, did you just did, that was just like you just saw a house you wanted to buy and like decided you wanted to do that. Well, that was um, so twenty sixteen. After taking two years off high school, yeah, I go to Monet because after enough pressure, everyone being like, "Go to school." Yeah, go to school. I go to school there, and I. I really like doing renovations, fixing stuff, building stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the first things I noticed when I went to school in Sackville. I was like, damn, houses are cheap here. Yo. They're real cheap. So I immediately just started looking at houses, looking at so many, trying to find one that fit. And by, I think, second semester, yeah, it was 2017, I found one. It's on, for anyone who's familiar with Sackville, 46 Union. Yeah, um, 46 wait, Union. 46 <laughs> Union. Uh, what is there? Oh, with Gary, yeah. Anyways, yeah, you were there a long time ago. Apparently yeah. before I bought it, a couple years before, um, according to people I know that went to Mayonnaise, it was a little bit of a party house. They called it Titty City. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, that's the, the nickname we keep for it. But anyways, yeah, so I bought that in 2017 and moved in there with uh, some of my friends, rented rooms out to them. Yeah. And that's where we lived throughout university. Were you a good landlord? Oh, I was a great landlord. Yeah? Yeah, I gave them a discount and everything. Hell yeah. Yeah. How yeah. cheap is cheap rent in town? Uh, it was pretty cheap, 350 Fucking yeah, right on, right on. Let's go. Not a bad landlord. Not a bad landlord. <laughs> Not to mention, too, my first year, um, yeah, I, uh, there's four bedrooms in the house. Uh-huh. One, two, three, four, I think. Yeah. Um, and I had four friends. So they're all like, hey! so where did I live? In the van. <laughs> <laughs> no way! Yeah, the orange van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought a house and then live in the van outside of it. The one, the one that I took to prop. Exactly. The one that so, <laughs> the stand for this table is built for. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just ran an extension cord in there. I um, I took out all the furniture and put a full queen size bed in there. So it was like, it was, yeah. Well, I'm gonna say luxury, but like it was luxury, luxury considering you had a house right there too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I would go in there to like I would hang out in there all day. I would shower. Yeah. I would do everything like that was just where I slept. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's just a room. Like, it's just like a, like a van, like some, like there's different kinds of vans. Like my van was a room. Yeah. It was like, it was a room on wheels that I could take places, but there's like a completely different, like if you want to live in a van, it's like, I would need, I, it's like, I would want a bathroom. Oh. I would want a, a stove. It's it's yeah. Part of the sustainability. That we're yes. About. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So that's what I had going. I had a little heater in there, but then, um, at some point in the winter, the heater came unplugged and the extension cord was all frozen and ice. And it was just one of those things where I'm so busy with school that like just never got around to it. Yeah. So I just kept sleeping in it, but it was cold. Right? <laughs> like, like, I would walk in the van in the middle of the night and snow would be on the ground and I'd wake up and the snow was still there. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was like, it was freezing. So eventually I think I lasted until like December and then I started sleeping on the couch in the living room. Yeah. And it was a pullout. And, um, yeah, that wasn't so bad. Yeah, I, I still, that's it, that's it. You'd like, I got four friends, so they get they get the house yeah. that I bought and I'm renovating and I'll yeah. sleep in the van. And then my second year living there, then one of our friends was going to rent elsewhere. And that was just, I was like, okay, fine. fine. I'll, <laughs> I'll sleep indoors. <laughs> so, so then I slept indoors. It's nice. It's yeah, nice. It's yeah. nice, yeah. It's nice, yeah, yeah. I've been, uh, been sleeping indoors recently. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, there's a few things that like, like uh, not, not a whole lot of bugs. Oh, yeah, that's nice. a big one. Um, this you can get blinds on yeah. your windows, so that like the sun doesn't wake you up right away. Blinds, blinds. That, you just got the perfect segue. 
Blinds. Blinds. So, I won't tell you where it's going because it'll be funnier when it gets there. <laughs> my mom sells blinds. Oh, she, no way. She's kind of an interior decorator and she'll go to people's houses and measure their windows, show them what fabric they want, yeah. and kind of pick a blind that works for them. She's in Sackville and she goes to a client. She's having a hard time finding clients, so she gets here a little late. And mom's like, sorry, I'm a little late. I don't, I don't know, know many streets in Sackville. I know Union, because she's about to say, like, yeah. my son, before she even gets any other words out. Yeah, no, Union. The lady's like, there is a man living inside of this van on Union Street. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom's like, oh, oh, oh. Like, my mom instantly knows it's me and just plays it off. Like, yeah, well, you can, yeah, yeah, it's a, that's a client. <laughs> no, it's a client. Yeah, she's like, yeah. So that, that, I thought that was really funny that, like, um, the old people of Sackville are probably meeting at Tim Hortons at the final talking about like that guy was sleeping in his van again like <laughs> giving you just such a hard time oh yeah <laughs> man you can shake up an old person's life by doing basically nothing oh yeah <laughs> like like talk, talk in the town because you're sleeping in your van <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it's, it's, it's nothing it's normal Ooh. like just, I just noticed the lava lamp started getting uh, some blobs going oh nice look at that yeah I had it running for like a long time the other day, and and there's some like these guys on the side, been kind of kind of stuck there for a minute. So like, yeah, anyways, to finish our our first question, it's yeah, hard, it's so hard to yeah. Think. Anyways, I had that house, and then every summer when no one was in there, I'd do rentals all summer. Yeah, um, especially because I was tree planting out of Sackville then. So yeah, I'd tree plant, then come home and just work, work, work. Yeah, and then um, I was gonna just keep. I was gonna keep it and then COVID happened and that got me scared because I was like oh my god what's gonna happen yeah and it ended up making housing prices go up yeah and it was just a good opportunity for me I was like all right I'm just gonna sell it yeah so I I did a lot more work to it they were really good ready to sell and I sold it and that was in uh I guess that was the start of COVID so 2020 yeah yeah so and, yeah and then with that I bought another house in Sackville oh so yeah, shit. I'm just moving up just yeah, yeah, it. like it's like, why not? Exactly. Yeah, that sounds like a, a very good way to end up with a house that you would want. Oh, for it's like sure. you 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 buy some, you buy a lower tier house. You have all the capabilities of being able to renovate and make money because yeah. you're putting in your own labor, which is technically that's free. Where the money, that's where you make the money. <laughs> yeah, putting in your own labor. Yeah, yeah straight up. So it's mm-hmm. like. Yeah, you can, like, I think that's a fucking great thing to get into. Oh, exactly. And especially, like, there's a little bit of a, I wouldn't say a difference, but, like, I guess I would feel bad if I was, like, a house flipper that did nothing but flip houses. Like, put yes. the cheapest rentals into it and turn something that would have been, like, um, like a, mid, a mid-level home to now, like, a high-level home that no one can afford except for yeah. the rich, if you know what I mean? Because then it's, like, you're taking away affordable houses yeah. and turning them into expensive houses. But, like... I guess I only really did it with that house, but also I guess why I don't feel bad is because when I bought it, it was like a student party house. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It was like pretty, pretty garbage and trash. And now I turned it into like a livable, nice house. Yeah. And now there's a family that lives there and there's like toys in the backyard. So like, it's like, oh my gosh. Like, I feel yeah. like that's like a better, like it probably did more good for the town. Like there's plenty of student party houses. Like yeah. you need a couple nice families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, like, totally, totally, sure. totally. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And like student party houses, like... You know, they've got their space and everything. But personally, if I were to see the person who I sold the house to was a family, yeah. like, that would just, that would mean a lot oh, to me. Like, Especially because my neighbors there, they were a really nice 
older couple and they kept their yard so nice and tidy they were really good neighbors oh, but it's like okay, they've yeah. endured this house being a student house for so long yeah they're probably so excited for it to finally just be like yeah like just yeah just a regular old family let's be real students are not too concerned about respect no i think, <laughs> I think that like um, that's the nicest way to say that I yeah think. i think that like <laughs> like they're all unbelievably kind great people I'm sure. yes but yes once you get some drinks into you and it's nighttime as far as they're concerned the most important thing right now is this party and having fun yeah you don't realize how loud and ridiculous you're being yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's just a, I mean I, I, that's like life right like exactly. it's like I like we all want to live that part of their life you know like fuck yeah yeah it. for sure I've, I've been reading I read a book recently called no bad parts and it was like talking about the internal workings of the brain and it's like how there is no bad parts, usually just misunderstood parts. And uh, I kind of have been like looking at that philosophy a little bit like broader of like no bad parts, things that present as bad. It's like, it's like this, like this, in just the example of the student, it's like there is no bad part to that. It's just another part of the thing that is doing a thing, serving a certain purpose or function of oh, the life. Exactly. And then, yeah. I, yeah, I think the best thing you can like in those situations is like you just look at it from their perspective. It's yeah. like, okay, to those kids... What they're doing makes perfect sense. Yes, are, yes, exactly, they're, they're exactly. Trying to harm anyone. Yes. So you just have to realize, like, am I going to be, like, mature enough to just, like, let it be? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, if they're actually, like, trashing your yard, just say, okay, this is my yard. I'm yeah. my yard. But, like, like yeah, just peering through the blinds and just, hating for yeah, no reason. Yeah. It's like, just let it be. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. Straight up. Do you want some water? Oh, I have no idea whose glass was loose. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? It doesn't have my name on it, so I'm not. <laughs> no, no, we're good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what were we talking about? Where were we? Um, my brain. Oh, we were on houses, students. Houses, the, the students. students. That was a bit of an off tangent there, but yeah. Um, houses. Nick Sosie's a landlord. Yeah, I what, am, a, what, what a I, dirty word. It, no, it is. That's what but the other house I bought in Sackville, that's a rental. It's yeah. a duplex and I rent it all out. Yeah. Eventually I might live into the it's got a like a kind of like a regular family home up top and then a little two bedroom in the basement. Yeah. Eventually I might live in that two basement. Like it like Roshan's away at school right now, but eventually yeah. she might be a prophet now and then oh, she live there. She plans on being a professor? Maybe it's, oh, cool. it's it's one of the one of the things she might she might do. Cool. 
But um, yeah, so right now, yeah, I'm I'm a landlord with that. I would like to say that I'm a good landlord. <laughs> I, I I would say I I would say you are. I don't yeah. like. There's when I got the place, I lowered the rent. Yeah. See, look at fucking. You, yeah. Well, it's, it's absolutely insane that a landlord can live off of the profit margins that they do. Mm. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's crazy. Like, absolutely ridiculous. Um, if you're doing it, or at least it, what I think is the right way, what works for me is, like, I don't really make, like, any money I do make from it goes into the house, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean, because, like, I want I want the house to be nice and I want it to be taken hmm. care of. So, so I'm not really getting any cash flow right now. Like, the benefit that I'll see is in 20 years, like, I'll still have this house and I can sell it or I can do whatever with it. Yeah, but you've also then created like the tangible house has now become a better house exactly. that is going to be in the economy world market except for exactly. I don't believe in the economy so oh, it's, it's <laughs> but, but it's not hard to be a good landlord like like the things I do and they're like oh wow this is so good our old landlord never did stuff it's so simple it's like yeah. they call me and they say the dishwasher is broken and then like I go on like Kijiji and find an appliance installer because I don't have time to go do that myself. Yeah. And I call them and they go install a new dishwasher. Yeah. The next day and then it's done. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like small stuff like that. It's like anything that's, or like ask them and say, what do you guys need? It's like, yeah, a landlord's job really isn't that difficult. But every landlord I've ever had has made it seem like it's the hardest job oh, no. ever. It's, it's, I think if it's, if you think it's the hardest job, then it's like, it's not for you. Like, I think it really works for me because I love the, like, I probably have to go up to the rental and take care of something like at minimum once a week. Yeah. But it's like, I love the idea of just like, oh, I got to go fix something. I got to go do something. I'll go drive up and do it. Like, it's not a hassle to me. No. I just, it's like, oh, no. like time to get in gear, go do that. But mm-hmm. the other reason mm-hmm. why I think that landlords have a hard time is that they don't upkeep the place. Yeah. It's going to be stuff falling apart all the time. Yeah, okay. But like, this rental's getting to the point where it's like, you just keep working on it. We'll get to the point where it's like, everything works as it should. Yeah. The tenants are happy and everyone's happy. So everything's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maintenance. Maintenance, sustainability, exactly. once again. <laughs> yeah. It's a, that's it. probably going to be the theme of this one, sustainability, sustainability. honestly. So. And then the other thing, I think that, that I'll just mention, other than defending landlords, just... Yeah. No, of course, get, there's a, such a negative perspective on landlords. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have it in me. I have a little oh, yeah. burning hate for landlords that, like... Oh, for sure. Well, I think that because a lot of them that have... <laughs> big money are making big bucks on things. But, like... It's not like a, it's definitely not a get rich quick scheme. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, the reason that I got into it is because it fits the idea of what I want to do. I want to be able to do physical labor. Yeah. And I also want to be able to have enough money to sustain life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Try to check point, both the boxes. Like my 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 back will be broken. And I won't be able to do physical labor. So it's like this is kind of my my future. Yeah. And, but like in order to buy the next rental I bought, in um or the one that I currently own in Sackville. Cash, what it cost me. Like, obviously, I have a mortgage on the place, but cash, it was seven grand. Yeah. So it's like, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. And I'm not going to make seven grand off that rental for probably, it'll probably take at least like 15 years. Yeah. So it's like, that's like a huge investment. And yeah. I'm not getting any, like, I'm not going to get that investment back. You, you, you tie your life to then being here. And because of the way you want to be a landlord and the way you have the pride in the job that you're doing, you've committed yourself to however long you have that rental for, if you want to try and pay it off and own it 15 years, yeah, like 
you have committed yourself to that long for doing this job. Exactly. So it's like I definitely could have. The reason why I put the, the money there, though, is because that's that 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 goes well with my skills. I can fix things through this. Yeah. Me. Like I could have just taken money and just thrown it all in the stock market. Yeah. And just let it done its own thing. Yeah. It's just like this was a, a place that made sense for me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you, did you ever feel feel do you ever feel fearful of having the rental in Sackville and feeling like it is a responsibility added onto your life? Um, or is it majorly just something that you really enjoy? I mostly just really enjoy it. I think that like people buying that house and other ones always tell me, oh, there's risk, this, that. But it's like, I guess this is how I know that's something that I don't mind doing. Like I don't see that there's really any risk in it. Because mm-hmm. most of the things that can go wrong are things break or things this, that. But it's just got to deal with that when it comes. Yeah. So I don't really have any fear. I actually feel better that I have it because it makes it feel like, oh, I'm actually like, like on. Yeah, you got it. Like I'm working towards where I want to be. Like yeah. This is, yeah. Yeah. So it's like you've got now Nick Soche has this to his name to show his progression in life. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's that's step one. I definitely, um, though. I think I'd feel more feel fearful if I had like a really, really old janky house and it was like overwhelming with like what could go wrong. Yeah. Okay. This is like, this one is pretty much good to go. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That being said, I am looking at trying to buy a really old other janky. House. <laughs> <laughs> but, nice. but, but that's also because uh, like I have this one, this one's good. This one's happy, but I want to like tree planting only lasts. Like I'll probably, probably go till mid October this year. Yeah. And then we don't start up until April. So it's like, I have like five or six months through the winter. I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of want to kind of why I want to buy like an old janky house so I can for the next like three or four winters. Yeah. You can, winter project. I just, yeah. I just work away. Yeah. Do you grab uh EI in the, in the winters? Um, or you usually just keep working eh? Well, I, yeah, exactly. I can't really, like, I have in the past, but now with, like, rental income, what's oh. weird, you, so you claim... Did you have your, to claim, yeah. You I, claim your income, yeah. but, like, you have to claim, like, you know, what's really weird is, like, even with my, like, taxes, but obviously I'm able to claim so many expenses, Yeah. but, like, I claim my income as the rent I get in, Okay. if you know what I mean, yeah. and then I have to, like, deduct expenses and this and that, oh, okay. you know what I mean, so it, like, yeah, sends yeah. my, like, yearly income through the roof, even though yeah, I'm yeah. going to be getting, like, 3000 a month in rental income. I'm yeah. only profiting like 300 bucks. Oh, fuck. Because you, oh, wow. Yeah. But then it all evens out if you like input all your expenses. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, because you can. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. But, anyways, yeah, for EI, if I was on EI and I was claiming that, it would just negate because I would write in my 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 income, especially mm-hmm. with all the odd jobs I do over the winter and then the rental income that it just like, I would, it would maybe give me like 70 bucks a week or something. Like, yeah. You know I mean, like it would negate most of it that it's not really. I was on EI once and I started working at Numeris. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, my name is Drew and I'm calling from Numeris, Canada's yeah. radio ratings company. Uh, <laughs> I was working at Numeris and um, I had to input my hours yeah. and my hourly wage to get deducted. Yeah. And they would round up to the nearest dollar amount on my wage mm. before the hourly and then deduct it from the EI they were giving me. Working while getting EI gave me less money. Oh, that's that's such a big problem. And Having EI and just not working was better. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. And that's what happens with so many tree planters. Yeah, it's it's like a system where it's like you can't blame anyone for being on it. No. Like if you uh like yeah, with, like I'll just stick with tree planters because I guess that's what I know. They make mm-hmm. really, really, really good money through the summer. So when EI comes around, they got no problem getting maximum EI. Yeah. Which is like 
like a thousand bucks every two weeks. Yeah. And that's um, on a, uh, a calculator in my brain, but um, that's probably like, that's probably over minimum wage, 40 hours a week. 40 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So definitely. It's like, so it's like in order to make it worthwhile, you could say, oh, well, I found this job for 18 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. So you're, but it's going to remove your eyes. So it's like really what you're working for. You're working 40 hours a week for like $6 an hour mm-hmm. extra. So mm-hmm. it's like so many people make the decision. It's like, wow, I could get less money, but do nothing kind of thing. Or like, so I think that's a problem. Either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't a, know how to solve that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to solve problems either. I just get to point them out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do think that just like open conversation about them without the heated emotions of blaming the people who are using the system yeah. is like one of the most important things. Cause like very often it's like, especially in an EI conversation, it's like, Oh, those fucking lazy bums. Yeah. It's like those lazy bums are making the decision that is most rational in their position. Oh yeah. It's like, they'd be dumb to say like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. based on my moral stance, I'm not going to take it. Yeah. And it's like that, oh that makes sense. Except for the fact that like you're struggling to make ends meet, if you know what I mean, and it's also really hard to. What is morality in capitalism? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, 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 there's there's a lot of work that needs to happen in civiculture. So, like, you know, I mean, trees got to get planted. Yeah, and there's no way, or we haven't found a way yet to plant them in the winter. You know what I mean? So it's like no matter what hmm. we do, there is going to be a group of the population that doesn't have a job over the winter, so they have to find another winter job. Yeah, but like, I've tried lots of things, and it's not easy to find like a good winter, like, you know what I mean? Like you can go get a job anywhere and tell them, by the way, I'm going to quit in four months. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. 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 You, like it's hard to find. It's, I feel bad about that because there's been a few times I've gotten jobs knowing damn well. It's like, well, I'm going to quit in a little bit, but yeah. I'm not going to tell you because otherwise you won't hire me. Exactly. Like one of the last year I was, um, <coughs> I was thinking, I was like, Oh, maybe I'll go work at Polly mountain. Like as a snowmaker. Yeah. Oh, as a like, snowmaker. Yeah. You, you rip on the, rip on the skidoos and like set up the, the snowmakers yeah. and shoots the water in the air and do that. And, um, that sounds awesome. But the problem was, is they were paying like minimum wage and I'd have to drive oh. all the way to Sussex. And it's just like, this doesn't even make sense. So no. No. I just went back to my old stomping grounds at the pool and I was working part-time at the pool. Yeah. Yeah. And then part-time. RAC baby. Fixing Ooh. up, uh, I was doing granules on a friend of mine's cottage. Yeah. So that was my other winter project. So I try to keep busy with stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, right on, right on. In the wintertime, I start just working with my dad, survey tech work. Yeah, for sure. Which is nice outdoor work. Get, um, get to yeah. go snowshoeing and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. My favorite jobs are the fucking massive ones doing boundary lines, mm. going on like a, like a, I don't know, like a 10 hectare fucking just oh, rip. Piece, yeah. yeah. Sometimes we'll get like, we do, my favorite thing to do is blazing, which is, <laughs> no, it's uh, like uh, marking trees where survey lines are, where mm. they run through the trees. So you take your axe. And you chop your chop a little thing out of a tree. You paint it. Then you chop the other side and you paint it. Oh, and then yeah. it'll heal over the years to like curl down to have like a basically like a red sliver on the trees. Oh and yeah, I've seen yeah. Yeah, yeah. On really big pieces, it's like you gotta. You, it'll be like a day where it's like, okay, well, I need to do this line and this line, and they're five kilometers each. Okay, well, I'm gonna trek in on this line, turn and trek back out, and it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I love those jobs. Fun. Yeah. There's the, the 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 big jobs done done well. Yeah, yeah. I like trying to take the tree planting, like the efficiency laws of tree planting, and seeing where else they could be applied. Yes. Of like backfilling, mm. um, bagging up before you take your break. Yes. Oh, that's um, a good your breaks always being super quick. Mm. 
um, not always eating while you're working. Like, like I know, like when, especially like physical labor, when you're eating and digesting, it's like you have energy being spent elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like to imagine like the ways that that could be applied to working more efficiently in other ways. It's like backfilling is really just the process of doing the hardest bit first, like going and getting everything that's more difficult done, taking the farthest steps first, yeah, and then working towards the front. It's like, um, you know, we work so many hours in a fucking week. Mm. Like 40, 40, 40 hours a week is a lot of hours in a week. And I don't think people work well. Like, I think people just work. Mm. Um, yeah. That's pretty much pretty much my thoughts on that. <laughs> no, no, that makes sense. No, no, I was just digesting a lot of that. I just when you started talking about backfilling and things like that, it just made me think of like when I started tree planting, like a lot of how I visualize doing a piece is like for like I think since I was like I can't remember like thirteen, I would always do the lawn mowing gig. Yeah, I would do lawns. Anyways, when I started tree planting, I'm like, this is just like lawns again. Yeah. You know I mean? Like when you start a lawn, you got to think of like, what's my strategy, the most efficient way yeah. to not like pass over the same area twice and to not this, that. It's like, yeah, it's the same idea. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. Anyways, that just popped in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was literally mowing the lawn last week and I was like, this is just like tree planting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, yeah. I find the same with, um, there's, a, there's a guy that started with us and he, he really picked it up quick. Yeah. And he was a roofer. And I was like, oh, same thing, because it's like yes. roofing, it's all about the order, the layers need to work so that, like, I mean, when are you going to start the peak or the values of this or that? So mm-hmm. I think that he had a mind for knowing yeah. where to start, you know. Straight lines. Straight lines. I, I did roofing for three days when I was working at Harper Mountain, uh, which was so dope. I was up on the chalet living with the kid, Max. Mm. Max is 18. He has Asperger's. He's a genius mm. and is so fucking cool. Like, it's like, I broke the fucking drive shaft on a truck. It was, I had never driven standard before, and they just oh, yeah. tossed me in a standard truck, and I was driving on the side of a mountain, hauling, like, a shit ton of wood. Oh, my god. It goodness. was, like, my first day on it, and I just fucking, like, drove up a rock and just, like, fucking, like, literally, like, had the truck on the rock and, like, snapped the drive oh, shaft no. in half. So they had to, like, grab, take an excavator and, like, haul it up and, like, put it onto the ground and then just, like, roll it down. Oh, my goodness. But Max, the 18-year-old, had it fixed by the next day. Like, Easy. like he was, he was so smart and he's a tree planter as well. Yeah. Like mega baller, mega mm-hmm. baller, dude. Like 4,000 a day at oh, yeah. 16 cents, 18 years old. Like, oh my goodness. it's, it's so it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So what was I saying? Harper mountain. I, was, uh, I have so many, so many stories about Harper mountain. Do you remember, can you, can you track down where we came from at all? Um, my brain does this. It goes so fast that it just like forgets. You're talking about backfilling, backfilling, and then roofing. Roofing. Oh, I was doing roofing. Yeah. I was doing roofing at uh, Harper Mountain. I was, and I like roofing. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I fucking, this was this was one of the most infuriating things that has ever happened to me. Um, I was working. So Max wasn't feeling well. Been down the dumps for a little bit. So it was just me. Actually, Ryan Meikle was there working with me for a little while too. But he had flown out to. California to mm-hmm. go on a hike with the Robins. And so it was just me and Max's dad on the mountain at the time working on the roof of like their mechanics place. So they've got a mechanic who's up there all the time fixing snow cats and snowmobiles and everything. And there was a leak in his roof. So we were fixing it up. 
it was an absolute shit show. It was like it flooded, it stormed, mm. like it wasn't like yeah, it was a shit show. But um, on the last top piece of the roof, the, like the crown part, I like was put. I I went and looked, and his name was Norm. Norm showed me how to do it, and uh, I was like looking at it, and I was like. Right. I was like, Norm, shouldn't it kind of maybe be like this? Like, this doesn't look right. Mm. And he's like, no, 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 it's got to be like this. And I was like, no, Norm, like, look, look, like, if it's like this, then he's like, just like, nope, that's how you do it. And I was like, fucking okay. Like, it doesn't seem right, but like, but, this is my boss. He's yeah, telling me what to do, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, straight yeah. up. So I do it, and uh, I'm about three quarters of the way done, and Norm comes up, and he goes, oh, my God, that's not right. And I was like, Norm. That's what I tried to tell you. That's what I tried to tell you. That's what, like, you know, yeah. I was like, and like, he was like, like, first of all, like, kind of acted like he didn't remember the situation at all, which yeah. I'm like, I don't know, the fucking 45 year old man, maybe he doesn't. I have yeah. no <laughs> idea what the world of a 45 year old man is really yeah. like. But, uh, and then uh, he started to, fuck, this peeved me so much. He was like, oh, yeah, it was raining earlier. I probably just couldn't see the line. I was like, that's why you fucking listen, Norm. Yeah. That's why when I pointed out, you, you, you like, you, you listen. Like, yeah, exactly. It's not like, oh, this guy's, this guy's talking to me. Oh, I don't need my eyes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only listening. Someone's showing me something. I'll just go by feel. <laughs> yeah, goddammit, Norm. Man, that's such a, that's such a peeve. Other than that, though, work on the mountain is fucking unreal. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. Nice views. Yeah, yeah. Unreal views. Unreal views. We did a lot of burn piles. Which was a lot of fun. Mm, that's fun. Yeah, big, huge burn piles. Oh, climbing in them with a tiger fun. torch, fucking lighting oh, it up. Yeah. One time we were uh, uh, like cutting down trees. They didn't get, wouldn't let me and Miko use the chainsaws. So that was mm. rightfully so. We would have fucking died. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we were like uh, Max would cut up the logs and we would toss them in the truck. And sometimes you'd get like a log, like a runaway log, and it oh, would get yeah. going down the hill. Holy fuck! If that ever made contact with something, oh, ooh. It was going at terminal velocity. Oh, my goodness. I, that, there was one time we were planting, and um, you find tires a lot when you plant, but this was a big tire. Like, <laughs> hey. It was like, almost like monster truck tires or like one that you work out and flip. Yeah. And we and we're like, oh, there's a big hill on this piece. Yeah. And like, we got to roll it doing that. So we like got a couple of us and flipped it all the way to the road and sent this giant tire down the road. <laughs> <laughs> and you can buy a picture of what it was like. It was pretty cool. Like you said, yeah. if, it, if it ran, if someone came around the corner, <laughs> like, It'd be like game over for whatever comes around the corner. Yeah. I was checking to see how much time we've gone. We've got like an hour and two minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we've we've been talking. Yeah, we've been talking. We've been talking. Um, Last thing I want to get into because we wanted to talk about it before. Yeah. Was uh, the fucking table. You think, is it two pounds that way? Two pounds? Whatever. I don't know. I guess as long as we all, we'll we'll be careful. (laughs) Okay. Um, was the alopecia? Yeah, yeah. The the you got you got snow hair. Yeah, I got snow. I guess I'll you got snow hair. The camera, I got no yeah, hair. You got snow hair. Little little spots. I don't know much about it. I know you just like random spots don't grow hair. Yeah, I guess that's uh, that's that's pretty much what it is. It's uh, autoimmune disease. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So essentially, what happens is your autoimmune system mistakes your hair follicles as like something foreign or something that needs to be handled. Yeah. So it's like a peanut allergy, but for your hair. Yeah, exactly. So it will attack sections of your hair and it will cause the hair follicle to not grow in hair. Yeah. And that's how it happens. Uh-huh. So that means that the spots come and go, this and that. Like I oh. have the hair follicles are attacked. 
but I still have like a full head of hair. Hmm. I mean, if somehow if my immune system were to chill out, mm-hmm. all my hair would be back. Oh, it's so going permanently. It's just like the 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 little the guys that make the hair are under attack, so they're not able to produce the hair at yeah, exactly. that time. But they're still there. But they're still there. Yeah. Huh. Cool. So, and that's why like. Sometimes your hair grows back quite a bit, and the spots are always moving. You're getting regrowth, so it's kind of yeah, it's very, uh-huh. very uh-huh. liquid like that. You were how old when you found out about it? I remember in high school seeing something about it. Yeah, I, it was I was thirteen. Thirteen. So man, you went a long time then without maybe like I did. Your close friends knew. Some people knew, no, or no one really knew. No, you just kept it quiet. I for, kept it quiet for. I maybe told a couple of friends in grade 12. Yeah. So I kept it quiet for like five years, mm-hmm. but only a couple friends. And then I think I kind of, I made a tweet about it. Yeah. That's what I, after I graduated, that was the first time I really told every, anyone, but I mm-hmm. still kept it pretty much. I tweeted that thing being like, all right, this is the turning point where I don't care anymore. And yeah. Like everyone knows. And pretty much nothing changed. I still pretty much just hit it. Yeah. And yeah, I definitely kept it pretty, like even, from what I had in 13 onwards, like, even my family, like, no one I would show. Like, they, they knew that it was there, obviously. There's yeah. no way around having my family not know. But, like, pretty much wear a hat everywhere or hide it. Yeah. Yeah. It was sounds like you were maybe, like, a good bit, like, embarrassed by it. Of, like, you didn't maybe want it. Like, you didn't want it to be known that mm-hmm. there was no hair that... Yeah, scared what others would think about you because of it kind of thing. Like I'd say what it mostly comes down to is that... Like, I, it really, really definitely frustrated me at first. Yeah. Like, because it's... It's your hair. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, it's like why me? Why me? And, like, this is, like, it's so, like, normal to just, like, like, why can't my hair... Like, everyone else yeah. just yeah. has hair that grows and they don't even have to think about this. Yeah. And, like, here I am. This is, like, this huge, huge issue. But I'd say the main... But I, I came to peace with that early enough um where it was just like that's just the way it is yeah but i still hit it because i really don't like explaining myself or explaining anything yeah like i just yeah i wish that i could just like have gone around with bald spots yeah everyone would see me and they would think i bet that guy knows that he has bald spots yeah 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 yeah. it's like why need to like bring it up or ask like yeah dude do you know that you have a bald spot there like yeah you like what is that and then just like constantly explaining mm-hmm. this like disease that no one or at least i thought no one knew anything yeah about. like you know what i mean it's having to like, having to constantly be like oh well it's, it's this, this 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 and then it's just like that's just like this focal point of the yep. rest of the our time together is like yeah it's like i just really dislike explaining things or not as much now but then i guess especially then like in middle school i was definitely just really really cared about blending in and being normal mm-hmm. you know what i mean i just wanted things to be smooth so i didn't yeah. like didn't have the confidence to just be like this is me and i'm rocking it yeah and like well that's a fucking yeah it, it's that's definitely a hard just a thing to do man yeah. like like it's yeah yeah I, I i personally think like physical presence mm. should basically just not be talked about yeah. like there is it's like cool shirt you know like that's yeah. like but like, like, like I have a lot of like I have very much a lot of hair. Yeah. And if I'm ever around, like it's the first thing people say when they. Yeah. It's like, oh, you got ha hair, 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 yeah. hair. It's like, I congrats, you have eyes. Yeah. It's like hello. Like, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. I definitely it has definitely. I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg, but 
this has definitely made it that I don't really say anything about anyone's appearance, especially yeah. like, unless, like if there's just something really positive, then it's like, yeah, of course. Good. But like, it's a different thing if you like notice that something is off about someone. Yeah. It's like, you've been talking to them for like five minutes and you notice this thing. Like, what do you think the chances are that they don't already know? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah. like, it's not doing anything other than pointing out an insecurity of theirs. So just yeah. like, just let it be like. Realistically, if there is any mention of a physical appearance thing, it should only be positive. Even if it's in a gray zone in an yeah. area that isn't totally positive, it's like, then just keep it to yourself. Like, don't say it to the person. Because exactly. then you're just like endowing that person with having to now think of your thoughts. It's like, yeah, exactly. it's like, yeah. It's, and it's like, if they want to talk about it, they probably will. Like, if they yeah. haven't like mentioned this thing, then, but I also like, don't blame people for, like, I don't like, have any ill will against people that notice like, whoa, what's up with your hair? Because it mm -hmm. is like, obviously like, it's this strange thing they've never seen. And they're like, why do you shave your head like that sort of thing? Like, why is there spots everywhere? So it's like, I don't blame people for that. It's just kind of yeah. tiring to deal with that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, but right now, just to, just to clear that, I very much don't mind talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Too. Cool. Thank you for that. Cause I, I get, uh, uh, I, I, I very much am like, uh, I'm an empath. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, like I actually, this is this is I like this because this is a way for me to explain it to everyone and answer yeah. everyone's questions. Like uh, so many people, or I don't know, maybe, maybe. maybe uh, yeah, so many. Last episode got uh, two mil, two, two, two hundred thousand million views. A trillion. Yeah, tri yeah. Tri <laughs> so, so yeah, no, I don't mind at all. I guess. Um, Cool. Thanks. Thanks for the clarification. No, yeah, I appreciate so that. With that, I'll say that there is there is no there's no there's no rules. You can just I think the best way is you can just ask questions. Yeah. If you do okay. have any questions about anything specific about it, and I'll just I'll just answer rather than okay. rambling. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, so well, I mean, I think you did a pretty good job. There's not too much more that I want to talk about it. Okay. Um, it's like really, I was just, I was just looking for kind of like. Like that seems something that's quite impactful mm. in a person's life at that time and like growing up and everything as well. It's like being different is definitely something that we strive for like against. Yeah. And then like being endowed with like the physical disease that is alpecia and like having that difference and, you know, being in that position just seems difficult. Realistically, it seems difficult. It seems yeah. a little unfair sometimes. Like, yeah, of, definitely. So I, I really appreciate you being able to come and talk about it oh, more, more, than, more than anything else. Because yeah. like, uh, one of the things that like, I wrote a lot about and that I hope this serves the purpose of is just um, anybody who is in a position that is similar to yours now has something to look up to and relate to. Yeah. Because a lot of times people don't always talk about those experiences, yeah. those tough ones. So now there's something that exists for somebody out there and also for you as well. Yeah. Now people get to hear and have that as well. So yeah. Yeah. That's definitely something that I think about a lot in the terms of how I do present my alopecia, which I definitely still have a lot to work on, I guess. Oh, we always that, got a lot to work yeah, on. Like part of the thing growing up, especially when I was young and I had it, was I didn't know a single person at all, like personal friend or anyone in the world that also had it. Yeah. I obviously know the disease exists and all kinds of people had it, but yeah, you so mentioned like, earlier that you thought the disease was like very rare. 
Yeah, exactly. And it's actually not that rare. No, I, Greg Glant, I believe, has, well, maybe not, actually. For some reason, I thought he did. That mm. little head is, well, maybe not. For the but most anyways. people, I think that they say it affects like 1% of people, which is a lot. Yeah, 1% of people. Like, yeah. in theory, like, yeah, like yeah. when I was one out of every school, 100 people, I thought, like, there's, there's, according to the math, there's 10 other people yeah. in high school with it. But where it also comes to is, I think it's in their lifetime. And for most people, alopecia, you get a spot, yeah. maybe the size of a quarter. And then it'll grow back on its own. And that was your one encounter with it. Okay. And that was it. Like, it's quite rare for it to be. Like, for me, this is going on 13 years. So your autoimmune system is just very much like, like yeah, no no, no hair follicles. They, they're bad. Got to get rid of them. Yeah, exactly. And it's definitely gotten, there's times where, like, most of it grows back. It gets worse. It's really all over the place. What What's yeah. most rare about mine is mine's called alopecia areata, which is basically oh. spots. Yeah. Okay. And then there's alopecia totalis, which is you lose the hair everywhere 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 damn eyebrows eyebrows damn eyelashes eyelashes everything everything and normally like if your alopecia areata is quite bad and it's not going away that's kind of maybe your end point yeah so it's kind of weird that mine's been stuck in like spots for so long but i'm hoping it stays that way Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed, but I have a spot on my mustache. I thought it was just shaved out. Yeah, yeah, I did. I didn't. I didn't notice. Yeah, I thought it just shaved out. That. that it just looks shaved out. But I never actually had any. It's kind of funny, like issues with my beard. It's always been. It's always grown, mm-hmm. and that was part of when I finally decided to shave my head. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny. One of the things, just to backtrack a little, just problem with shaving my head was. I totally accepted it, kind of like accept the alopecia. I was ready to shave my head for a long time. Yeah. But I was like, oh, now I have to explain to people why I shave my head. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's another yeah. thing like that. But um, I was like, well, I really don't mind having shaved head as long as, like, if I have my beard, I think I just like. Shaved head and beard is a fucking look. I was like, I was like, I, I, you're killing it. I like look. Thank you. I appreciate it. But now, I then, kiss then you. I shave my. <laughs> we'll save, save that for off camera. <laughs> Two kiss. Don't forget to kiss the homies goodnight. (laughs) But of course, I finally shaved my head. This was like last winter. Um, And now all of a sudden, like it's affecting my mustache. And I'm like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's starting affecting my beard. I'm glad that I've reached the point of no return. It's like, all right, my head's shaved. So if like, if my beard falls out, then like, what am I going to do about it? Yeah. It falls out. Yeah. It's it's completely, anyways, completely out of your control. Exactly. uh, There is some control. With alopecia, not really. There's no cure. Yeah. But there are treatments. Oh, okay. So. Have you ever thought about treatments? Like looked into treatments or? I've been doing the treatment I can do pretty much the entire time. Oh, okay. And I kind of like take breaks every now and then. And I kind of, especially now that I shave my head, it's like it doesn't. Do you notice a difference when you take breaks? Um, Not a huge difference. No. Basically what they do is they inject like steroids. Oh, shit. So like you get like needles of. Yeah, like in all the spots, they probably like in a session do like a couple hundred. Holy like all, fuck, dude, yeah. that sounds terrible. It's it, it sounds like good. a not enjoyable experience. Yeah, every six weeks. Holy <laughs> fuck, dude. So how long? How sorry? How long have you? How long did you do that for? Um, for most of the most of the period that I had alopecia. So, like, so that's like thirteen years. Yeah, I'm just running the quick math. Thirteen fifty-two divided that's, by six times a hundred is how many needles you uh, got probably, poked by? Probably more than thousands. More than thousands. Tens of thousands, maybe. I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but basically, what that does is it doesn't prevent your immune system from attacking that area, but it makes the hair grow back quicker. Yeah. So if your immune system decides to stop attacking that specific area. 
those injections are going to make that hair grow super quick. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're regenerating quicker, so it, it hides it a little bit. But honestly, mm-hmm. like, sometimes I would take breaks from it. I'd be like, all right, I'm not going to do it for like a year just because life's busy. And it's like, it's not really like, it's like whether I have like 40% of my hair or 60% of my hair, like what's the difference? I still don't have a full head of hair. Yeah. Like unless I had a full set of hair, I would still be wearing a hat Yeah. anyway. So it's like, what's the difference? Yeah. Straight up, straight up. That sucks that they don't even have fucking like a good, good treatment for it. Like, yeah, no, it's totally, they have no idea what's, it's, it's Im- causing it. It's weird. Immune systems are weird. I, yeah, they do have, although they've been telling me this for a while, they're like, there's a new drug that's <laughs> being approved. And, but like things like that take a while. It's just funny yeah. to think that mm-hmm. like, this was like quite a while ago. They're like, it'll probably be at least five or six years. And it's like, oh, that's forever away. And it's like, we're at that point. They're like, okay, just a few more years. And it's, like, Yo. it's like, I'm actually going to see that come. But I don't even know if I will take it when it comes. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to, it's supposed to actually have really, really good results in regrowing people's hair. But it also suppresses your immune system. So, oh. you know what I mean? Like, that's, oh, so it's like, that's the, okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's like, what what like at what cost am i paying for my hair exactly what is it gonna is it gonna impact other parts of my life and also maybe i've got to the point where it's like wow i just prefer a shaved head even if i could grow a full set of hair yeah like yeah. i had to just check and make sure the phone was plugged in i had oh, a yeah. moment of anxiety of like did i plug the phone in is it dead oh yeah <laughs> sorry sorry no but yeah so i guess that's where i'm at which i guess is a good place to be at where i don't know if i would even care to grow back my hair now yeah yeah if, if my beard fell out then i would care yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 of course of course of course but, yeah mm-hmm. Another note that I guess I'll I'll mention if you want me to keep talking about Dude, yeah. Little yeah, yeah, no, no, rip, rip. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna slice up lots, edit lots, and yeah. probably do like a little segment of this, 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 that. So perfect. Is that where are they gonna go with that? Oh How yeah, is that one of the big things that made me self-conscious about it is that I didn't know anyone else had it. I didn't see anyone else had it. No we representation did. of it. And the entire it, yeah. time I know that like, oh fuck, I'm part of the problem. Because everyone with alopecia is hiding it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like there's other people that are probably looking. Oh my goodness! Like, oh, yeah, okay. would look at me, and they'd be like, "Oh wow, Nick has great hair." Yeah, so, yeah. So like, they feel shame that they're hiding their alopecia, but we're both. Yeah. The same thing. Like, I yeah, mean, damn. Like, it was, wow, it was crazy. Wow. Like every single day before school, I would use makeup. Like I would buy like really, really, really dark makeup. Yeah, and, and just... like cover up the p- patches, and then kind of like get my haircuts, get whatever haircut would hide the patches at that time. Yep. But it's like, yeah, that whole time knowing, like, fuck, like, I'm part of the, like, I'm like, fuck, I wish other people would show their alopecia so I wasn't self-conscious. But Yeah. You, to say you're part of the problem is so unfair. You're yeah. part of the you're part of the people with alopecia who yeah, are dealing yeah. and rationally doing it. Like, like I, you're, you're, you're a solutions man. You're a solutions man. When I wanted to that. block that window to get light in, you were up looking around faster than I was. <laughs> you're a solutions man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. It's like, I don't think there's any need for that feeling no. or way of like of course like feelings are feelings whatever whatever but yeah. like um look what you're doing now yeah like it, like it's a it's we, we grow we grow oh, high sure. school is fucking cutthroat man oh, yeah yeah i think that that was actually even if i could go back in time and talk to my old self i think i would still be like cover that shit up like, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like once you get out of high school everyone chills out and everyone's accepting yeah once yeah in high school it's like do your best to remain normal yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah straight up dude straight up high school is so cut though it's a oh it is it's a fun it's spot but um something <laughs> do your best to stay normal <laughs> yeah do your best to stay normal <laughs> um now that i shaved my head it was one of my concerns to shave my head i was like okay i'll shave my head i'll just look involved perfect mm-hmm. but you can still see where the hair grows and where it doesn't yep 
And I was like, fuck. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so it's too late now, it's Dave. So I was going to rock it, but the problem is I still find myself wearing a hat all the time. Yeah. Because people still, like, people ask me all the time, like, oh, do you have a tattoo on your head? Like, you know Because uh-huh. it looks like, especially this, I just shaved it this morning. But, like, within, like, by tonight, it's, like, 5 o'clock shadow all over. And then within mm. a couple days, um, it looks pretty wacky. Yeah. Because I have, like, a buzz cut everywhere with, like, these harsh, it's like a cow, like, spotted. <laughs> and so I'm still in that same thing where it's, like, now it's more visible than ever. But, like, if I were had the confidence to walk around no hat with that, Mm-hmm. That would be the most representation possible. So what's the thing that bothers you the most about it? Is people coming up and talking to you about it? People asking questions about it? People being like, what's going yeah, on there? But it's weird because like, I think it's mostly just it's usually that I've, I've, I've created this like facade in my head that it's a big deal. Yeah. Because whenever someone does it's usually like, ask about it, I'm just like, oh, it's this. And they're like, oh. Yeah. Okay. And then they're like, anyways, I was going to ask you, like, it just like moves on and brushes on so quick. Yeah. Yet for some reason, I still like constantly just like in my head, people asking about it is this huge deal. Yeah. In reality, it never ends up being a huge deal. I think it's just like, just a, it's a, just an internal an internal battle. Yeah. Like, exactly. re, like real, realistically. It's a, maybe it's just like I, don't, I just don't want to think about it. Like, yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. But it's uh it's the things that we like necessarily like don't necessarily like about ourselves or in life, we don't want reminders of the things that we're uncertain and uncomfortable with. It's like anybody who brings attention to that at any time is like the knee jerk reaction is to be upset and mad at that person. Yeah. It's like, it's like, why, like, Oh man, why would you, that's not like, you know, kind of, kind of ordeal. And like complete, like that's completely rational. Like it's how every, everything I say is like, I, I get so worried about like a negative connotation mm. of like, oh, I said this thing and now somebody might think this of it. Yeah. That's actually with my understanding of mental health and protection mechanisms is I have a little inner critic mm. who whispers things to me of how somebody could misunderstand the things I say in the worst possible way. Paint this picture of you. Yeah. Paint, this is, this is, yeah, it's like painting the, the worst picture of me yeah. and then it just like shows it to me and I go, okay, so now I need to talk about how this isn't that, that isn't that, that isn't this, yeah, this, isn't, to, this like, isn't that. Clear the air on all these possible ways they could have taken it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, just to just to reiterate is like um, the, the internal thing is that like those things we feel and when another person comes up and brings attention to those things we feel that we don't like, our knee-jerk reaction is to be mad and, mm. and, and, and upset with that person for being so for being so ignorant, for being so not thoughtful, for, mm. for, and all these things that like come up and we feel, but also like, like, like you, I think that this is, it seems very similar to what you described with feeling guilty for not doing the right thing when you had alopecia and showing is like, it, it almost like when those emotions surface, we, we tend to feel guilty about them mm. because we are, we're like, well, there's no reason to really be upset with that person. Mm. You know, it's a, Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's like, as much as you might have wished they reacted or in, interacted a different way, it's like, that was pretty rational what they did. Like, that wasn't that, like, yeah. like, yeah, it's like, I'm the one saying that what they did was ridiculous. Like, I'm the one, yeah, 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 I guess it comes down to... Stoic stuff, bro. There's some, stoic, there's some... Yeah, exactly. All these things, and like, I, like, I talk about lots of cool stuff, and I think of lots of cool stuff, but like, realistically, having the words and saying a thing is fucking 0.5%. Mm. Like zero point, like how you actually put forward your actions and live your life day to day, more so is what anybody should 
care about. Yes. It's like you could be you could be the smartest motherfucker ever and talking and saying everything, but if mm. you're not setting the example and leading and, and living in the way that is, mm. then it's like, well, why would anybody listen to you? No? Exactly. So it's like I have I have words, but I, I don't live the life that I, I dream of quite yet. You know? It's like yeah, I, 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 I have that. things that I think of and and I'm like oh man, how can I put this into play? How can I do that? I think this is a great way to think. I think this is a great ideology. And um, every time I, I, I talk about it to somebody, it's like, I am so far from being able to give advice. Mm. So far. The person who needs the advice when I'm talking is, is me. Mm. It's like, when I, when I say those things, it's like, well, oh man, I got to hear I what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's really hard to put. Especially because, like, most of the things that we think of that are advice are so simple and logical. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, the solutions are so easy on paper. Well, but, like, then trying to, like, yeah. actually paste that onto your life is very difficult. Yeah, implementation. There was a, somebody, I think, a smart guy like Albert Einstein or something, yeah. who was like, the simplest solution is often the right solution. Yeah. So, yeah. But the implementation of the things into your life is, seems to be, like, the hardest part. That's, like, oh, the, yeah. the, the test of man, if you will. Oh, yeah. So... It'd be pretty rad to be able to do that. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, yeah, if I if I could implement making my bed, <laughs> that, dude, make your fucking bed. Hey, you, you that's should. the most goddamn efficient thing. The amount of energy after five days it takes make your bed five days in a row. The amount of energy it takes for you to make your bed the first thing when you wake up in the morning versus the amount of energy you get out of it is just a hundred percent worth it. That's like yeah. literally the one thing I do that, you would that it's like mind. that. Like I would be like like I'm very much like of a like a no 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 like. Do, do, take your time, do things your way. It's make your fucking bed every goddamn morning. Everybody, make your bed. Wake up and make your bed. And then you have a clean bed to sleep in. It doesn't cost much. All right. <laughs> Wait, there's money involved? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll mention this. So whenever I'm sleeping and when I used to sleep in the van and during tree planting, I sleep a lot in my truck. Yeah. I always make the bed. Yeah. I always make the bed because I really, I just like, I'm proud of this little nook and yeah. I make it. But then in my like personal room, I have like a big bed and a small room. And it's, like, okay, like yeah. shimmying around the bed is so difficult. And I just like <laughs> I just decided that it's difficult and haven't done it. Yeah. But I think that if I got a smaller bed, yeah, that would help a little it, bit. It, it would definitely be easier to implement into your oh, life yeah, with a smaller it's, like, bed. It's so difficult to like get around it and do these things that I've just decided like I'll just I'll just sleep in this little nest, like this bunched up sheets and whatever. Honestly, and like sometimes the bunched up sheets in like a, a bed that's not made. It's just so fucking comfy. Oh, it, it just works. It's, it's so it comfy, works, man. Yeah. It's so it's so cozy. It's so cozy. My dad always argues, uh, has always argued with me about that. Cause he's like, when I was younger, I used to love having a messy bed. It was way better sleeping than I met your mother. Now we make the bed every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I'd say that's pretty good. We got we got we got lots of good stuff in here. Thanks oh, for coming, yeah. man. No uh, problem. That was that was a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I was really. It's really great to have you. Um, yeah, I think you're an awesome guy. Seriously, like the the way you go about life, the way you're doing things, you got a good fucking head on your shoulder. You're ripping. It's uh, it's really cool. I I, I really think you're a, an inspiration to a lot of people, even though you might not know that. So well, I appreciate that, and I would say the same thing to you because I think that. I think that you, like you said, like my van or this and that has inspired you by the way I live. But when I look at you, you're doing a lot of the things I wish I could do. Even though it might seem like I'm doing those things, like you really do take an opportunity and seize it. And like you bought your van and drove across. Like I have vans, but I haven't actually driven them 
across the country. Yeah. You made it to Oceaga. I went to <laughs> halfway across, but you definitely, uh, I find I spend a lot of time waiting for the perfect moment and mm-hmm. then no moment ever comes. Yeah. And I really appreciate that you just take hold of things and do it. Like right now you had this idea for a podcast yeah. and it's easy to have the idea, but like we we're talking about implementation, you actually did it. After a year and a half of putting it off. Exactly. Right. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like it's working. Like even though, like you said, the table is standing on the box you built for the van. You know what I mean? It's like that would be something that would probably hold me back. I'd be like, oh, I need to build a better table first. Yeah. And then it's like I just keep doing those things and never actually do it. Yes. So it's like, but you actually, I find a lot of times it seems like you have an idea or you have something you want to do, and you just go for it. I'll figure it out on the fly. So I find that impressive. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that a lot, Nick. No worries. All right, this has been a, a great episode. Thank you guys for tuning in to the second and or third, depending on when I post this episode of The Path Worth Taking. This has been Nick Sose. It's uh, been great, been fun. Catch you guys later. <laughs>